tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Tonight, Health Minister in desperate move to secure release of 45 dialysis machines meant for Kolibu Teaching Hospital that has been detained by private provider over the hospital's indebtedness. The Kolibu Teaching Hospital, in consultation with the Minister of Health, has initiated discussions with FMC for review of the current contracts for more flexible payment options and the more structured supply of consumables to avoid excessive delays and to ensure delivery of the outstanding 45 dialysis machines and auxiliary equipment. And we tell you why some kidney patients are tonight disappointed with the health minister following his statement to parliament. I didn't hear or see any um, 
you know, policy direction, talking about um, tax waivers or what government authorities are doing to make sure we have a lot of the machines in the system. Plus more from Parliament where the minority have been accusing government and the health minister of poor leadership on the matter. The problem at Kolebu Kitchen Hospital, I see it as leadership failure. I see it as government not being responsible for the health of the people of this country. This is Top Story with Evans Mensa. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. Tonight, Health Minister Kwekwa Jumamenu is uh, desperate to secure release of 45 dialysis machines meant for Kolibu Teaching Hospital. They have been detained by a private firm over the hospital's indebtedness. The Health Minister was today in Parliament and disclosed a bit more about this contract with the uh, firm, a South African company, uh, Fresenius Medical Care, uh, for the supply of dialysis machines to the hospital. The Minister told Parliament that Kolibu was expected to exclusively source their consumables for uh, this uh, for the machines from SMC. Kolibu is indebted to this particular firm uh, to the tune of four million CDs. As a result, forty-five of the machines that were uh, billed to be released to Kolibu have not been released just yet. The hospital five months ago was forced to shut down the renal outpatient department after clearing a four million CD debt. To FMC. Now, the Health Minister, Kukwad Mamenu, told Parliament approval has now been given by the Finance Minister, Kenufriata, to pay that 4 million CDs debt and has started the processes to renegotiate its controversial contract. We'll hear from the minority pretty shortly as they criticize that contract. But here is the Health Minister. Kolibu has accrued a total debt of a little over 4 million uh, Ghana CDs to its partner. Furthermore, it remains a fact that the current charge of 380 cities for dialysis is insufficient to enable the RDU generate enough revenue to fulfill its full obligations under the contract with FMC, especially as it does not have a hedged exchange rate per annum regime. This has compromised the ability of the RDU to raise the funds required to pay for consumer votes procured from FMC promptly. So speak again. Due to the high incidence of patients requiring dialysis, the total cost of care keeps rising, adding to the accumulation of debt. So, Speaker, it must be noted that current patients, currently, patients on dialysis are not on the National Health Insurance Scheme. So, Speaker, the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, in consultation with the Minister of Health, has initiated discussions with FMC for review of the current contract, for more flexible payment options and the more structured supply of consumables to avoid excessive delays and to ensure delivery of the outstanding 45 dialysis machines and auxiliary equipment to boost the service being rendered. So, Speaker, in the meantime, the RDU has been opened to the public since Monday, 6 November 2023, to add patients as directed by the Ministry. The MOH has since made a request to the Minister of Finance to settle the total indebtedness of the 4 million Ghana cities. And the good news now is that the Minister for Finance has just approved the disbursement of this 4 million to support our patients in Kolebu. 
Well, the minority side in Parliament today focused on that controversial contract that Kolebutijin Hospital signed with a private firm, the South African uh, company. Uh, Muntaka Mubarak, who is a leading member on the minority side on the health committee, was emphatic that deal is the source of Kolebu's challenges. And commit the country and commit the facility without the knowledge of the ministry and even advice from the Attorney General and the Minister of Finance. You leave us to the kind of challenges that we are having. I'm sure if we are able on, to do on, more on this, that matter, don't we have a GCR decision? As long as the agency is responsible for paying for the facility, we cannot clog them. Don't we have a judicial decision in that respect, if I recall correctly? Well, Mr. Speaker, that's what has got us here. Because then Kualibu go to sign on your blind eye. Now they cannot meet the commitment, and they are closing the center, and they are calling now for the of Finance to come and build them. Because if they can pay, we would have had all this challenge. But because they've gone to sign something that they can no longer now meet its requirement or meet its payment. That's why now they are running to the Minister of Health, and the Minister of Health is calling for Minister of Finance and all of us to build them. But if we knew what they were going to do, probably we would have advised that no, don't go for a close contract where it is only the supplier that will give you the consumables. My colleague, uh, parliamentary correspondent, Kweku Asante, is in the studio with me. Kweku, the minority, they were not excited about government's handling of the of this matter, even after they had the health, the health minister. minister. Yes, we heard from Dr. Sebastian Sandare. He's a member of the health committee. He says the health ministry had sat aloof for this situation to compound. He believes if the health minister had taken some practical steps to deal with this issue, Kolebu Teaching Hospital and the healthcare system will not be here. The problem at Kolebu Teaching Hospital I see it as leadership failure. I see it as government not being responsible for the health of the people of this country. Mr. Speaker, all I'm saying is that there's no priority for the health of the people of this country. Mr. Speaker, go through the statement. Apart from what the minister is proposing now in terms of policy, we haven't seen government intervention in this instance, apart from what FMC that has donated dialysis machines to Kolebu and the first guy group that are taking it up to offer free um, services for renal patients. Before now, I don't see or the minister has not demonstrated or shown us what government has done so far until now. We cannot have a situation where the whole government comes in only when there's crisis. Uh, and Kweku, the cost of dialysis treatment at Kolebu was also front and center today. The minister himself admits yeah. the 380 CDs that uh, patients currently pay at Kolebu isn't enough. And so Kolebu is constantly in debt. Muntaka Mubarak will not accept that. Yes, Muntaka Mubarak actually does a comparative analysis. He cites some hospitals across the country who actually charge less and makes the point that if Parliament is to accede to the request from Kolibu to increase that, it will have a cascading effect. He actually does not believe even if you give Kolibu that amount of money, it will fix their problems. If you take, for example, the fees and charges that we gave, 380, yes, over the period, there may be some challenges uh, what we call uh, exchange rate difficulties. But Confanoche is operating 
with the same 380, and they've not closed the unit. Yes, I will agree. Covernauty has, I think, about 10 machines, but largely you go and you have between two to eight that are working at a time. But Covernauty is operating with that. If you go to Brekum, where you have the Catholic Hospital, even though this house gave a fee of charges of 380, Mr. Speaker, they are charging 350. They are charging 350, and they are able to operate. Now, when you go to the private facilities in Kumasi, we have about four. The one that I remember very well is uh, what we call KNUSC Teaching Hospital, and then is it God is Love, another uh, private facility. Mr. Speaker, they are charging 500. Remember those who are charging 500 who are private facility. They pay their nurses. They pay their specialists. They buy their consumables. They do all that. And they charge 500 as private facility. Now you come to Kalebu, where it is the state that is paying for the specialists. The state that is uh, uh, having the, uh, what do you call the infrastructure and all the nurses and all of that. They are making us believe that the only way Kalebu units can operate is to charge up to about 900. Mr. Speaker, I'm happy the minister himself acknowledged that that contract with FMC needs to, they are, they are looking at it. That is where the problem of Kalobu starts. And, and some kidney patients were there in yes. the gallery today to listen to the health minister. Yes, two of them, um, Thomas Khan and then the president of the Renal, Unit, uh, Renal uh, Kidney Patient Association, Kojo Bafour. But Thomas Khan is not really enthused about some of the policy outlines that the minister um, announced in the House today. He wanted to see more in terms of breaking down dialysis machines. Remember, he does his dialysis treatment at Cape Coast. He says so many of the machines have become faulty. He wanted to hear something about that and of tax waivers. I didn't hear or see any, um, you know, policy direction talking about um, tax waivers or what government authorities are doing to make sure we have a lot of the machines in the system. Because, uh, for instance, you go to Kolebu, they have more than 300 patients, and the machines there are just 15. And from my checks, even out of the 15, only 13 are functional. Same way, you go to Cape Coast Teaching Hospital, where I, I do my dialysis. Out of the 13 or 15 machines, now we only have about five that is, that is functional. And even the five, I would say four and a half, because there is one that when you're on the machine having your dialysis, someone has to be there pressing, pressing, pressing. So uh, that is also a challenge. So I, I was hoping to hear that the minister was going to talk about tax waiver so that the cost of dialysis will come down. That didn't come. And again, uh, uh, also talk about the policy of how to even replace the machines in the system. Because the machines are just like any other gadget, which has a lifespan. So if it is five years or ten years, what is the policy plan to replace them when they break down? And this is the, uh, uh, the problem that we are facing now. You go to the various dialysis centers, the machines are breaking down, or some are, have broken down, even reducing to the number that we have on paper that a, a particular unit we, we, we can even uh, attribute to. So this is one thing that uh, government or the minister should, should come again and then uh, see what can be done about it.
So the dialysis uh, unit at Kolibu now remains fully opened. The 4 million CDs, the minister announced today, the finance minister has given approval for that to be paid. But the question remains, uh, Kolibu will still be accruing debt over time until a sustainable solution uh, is found to it. Uh, the minister attempted to give a roadmap towards achieving that particular objective. So an objective that will ensure that Kolibu doesn't return to a debt accruing institution when it comes to the uh, renal unit. Listen to what he proposed. To forestall the recurrence of this unfortunate situation, the ministry in collaboration with Kolibu and the Minister of Finance considering one of the following options. The possible inclusion of dialysis on the National Health Insurance Benefit Package, the grant of subsidies based on proposal received from Kolibu, and the possible review of the tariffs to ensure sustainability of the services. And Mr. Speaker, it's interesting to note that the private health facilities charge between 800 and 1,300 Ghana cities for just a session of dialysis. The decision on the options enumerated above, Mr. Speaker, will be announced as soon as practical. Uh, joining me now, a CDD fellow, Akwame Saponasiri. Akwame, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Thanks, Ivan, for having me, and good evening. Uh, also joining me now is Munteka Mubarak. He is a member on the Health Committee uh, on the minority side. He was on his feet today vehemently uh, raising some issues, particularly with the contract. We'll come to that. But, uh, Munteka Mubarak, very quickly, you just had the way forward, the sustainability plan, if you want to call it so. Will that solve the problem permanently? No, not at all. Not at all, because if you are talking about uh, inclusion of the, uh, what do you call it, kidneys and probably related diseases onto the health insurance uh, fund, you are simply going to collapse it. I mean, if you check currently the what is on the list and the fund that comes with it, especially with the capping, which uh, today I'm so happy that my colleague from Sovye also, Honorable Dr. Uh, also FBA, Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. We've been calling over the years that it is inhuman to cap the health insurance fund. Today himself stated that that is really barbaric because that is really affecting the operation of the health insurance fund and with all those challenges and then you want to add the terminal cases like uh, kidney liver and other things or other cancers to it you are simply i mean preparing the health insurance fund to collapse so we need to holistically look at it because for example if you have support to minister of health if you if you ever have the formula for health insurance just take over the years It's just growing and growing and growing. And you are at a point where they take over 200 million every year from the health insurance uh, fund to support the Ministry of Health in terms of ambulance, in terms of uh, cells, uh, killer diseases, that's immunization. They do malaria control. They do all manner of things from that fund. If you add this to it, yes, we we'll have to find solution to it, to how to deal with this once and for all. But putting it on the national health insurance in its current state, I'm sorry to say, it will just lead to the first collapse of the of the fund and to bring us back to ground zero. Mm-hmm. So it's something that we all need to look. I mean, in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. And Kwame Sapanseri, so the minister lists three uh, interventions down the line. This is all something they've implemented. It. This is something they are considering. One inclusion of the dialysis, the treatment uh, as part of the NHIS package. You just heard there, Muntaka, say that is not uh, feasible. Then it says a review of the charges, what people currently pay. Uh, and, and then, of course, he believes uh, looking at this also must include a certain conversation around subsidies. These three, will they have that work? Well, um, thanks, Evans. Yes, if, if your memory... Um, serves you. We had a discussion on this um, on this very platform, and there were five things that ran through. The first one was that, that um, what do you call it? the taxes on consumables should be taken away, and the second was that the fee that was being paid did not meet the cost of dialysis, and that um, what do you call it? The unit wasn't breaking even. Then there was consideration around the NHIS and it going on the NHIS. And which, like Muntaka said at that forum, I did say that we, the NHIS um, scheme lacked the fiscal space to take anything on with the capping and all that. So the next thing was that the capping must go. So yes, apart from the capping must go and the lack of fiscal space, the minister listed the other three as possibilities they are looking at. Uh, for me, the devil is in the detail. 
And what do I mean by the devil is in the detail? We have the budget coming up in a few weeks. It would be interesting to see if the conversation around taxes on pharmaceuticals generally and on consumables for renal dialysis specifically are dealt with. And I say so because a lot of the products that are consumables are specific for dialysis. It's not like you can use it for anything else. So the taxes can be taken off. But the bigger question becomes, being in an IMS scheme where our tax ratios are all over the place, if the government takes it off, where do they plug the hole? And is it humane for the government to say that because we cannot find a plug for this, we are going to retain it and for the dialysis um, cost to go high and high because obviously the exchange rate is also on the mind of its own. And then finally, there's something interesting the minister said that I don't think a lot of people have taken cognizance of, and that is they were in negotiations with the company for realistic payment plan and also to release the 45 dialysis machines, which is a good thing. But the downside to it is if the 46 and 45 dialysis machines come upstream, more consumables are going to be required. And if more consumables are going to be required and a funding stream hasn't been put in place, then the debt is going to get bigger. Because if 15 is giving us 4 million, you must be thinking that it will, uh, the 960,000 a month that is being said that Kolebu are accruing based on the 15 machines is going to be times three. Where are we going to find the money from? Mm -hmm. So we need a very serious conversation. And that's why Evans, I keep telling um, pe people who want to listen that when I listen to statements like this, I just don't listen. I, I try to look at the intent. What is the long-term plan? And if you listen to it around um, Cape Coast Teaching Hospital and other things, and now Confanochi is also saying they need more machines then we have a bigger problem across the country. And that is why when we come to these conversations, I hear Muntaka, and what he's saying is true, that you get to um, KNUSD and other places do it at 500 cities. But I also push back to Muntaka and say, that is going to change unless the taxes are dealt with. And so we need a serious conversation around this. And that is how I, um, what do you call, I imbibed the minister's statement. And that was why I wasn't amused at the end of the day. Uh, Muntaka Mubarak, that contract, and uh, Kwame Pasiri is right, 45 dialysis machines detained, obviously because of the debt. But the minister announced today there is a review in progress. What the review will eventually produce, nobody knows. What do you want to see at the end of this review? Well, uh, even first, I want to see the contract itself, as the health committee will request it. Because we need to see what was in the contract. Two, one of the things that even though we've not seen the contract, we are certain we are told it's part of the contract, is that it's only that company that can give us those consumables. They are giving us a machine that they are the only people who can uh, give the consumables. And I said that that is where the problem is. Because that of Confanochi, they are able to buy in the open market. That of Brekum, they are able to buy in the open market. That of uh, KNUSC and others, they are able to buy those consumables uh, in the open market. And uh, to add to what uh, my, 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 my friend was just saying, removing the tax is one thing. But my, if I were to implement this, my strategy would rather be 
to support local pharmaceutical companies to produce those consumables. Because it is the only way that you can find lasting solution to it. Because even if you take the taxes, let's assume for every hundred dollar, uh, what do you call it, uh, consumable, the tax is say maybe twenty five dollars, and you take off the twenty five, leaving still the hundred dollars. What it means is that as our exchange rate challenges continue, those consumables will be going up at a faster rate than if it is being produced locally. Because if it is produced locally, what it means is that yes, some of the ingredients of the production locally may have to be imported, but not all of it will be in the uh, exchange. Uh, what we call the foreign uh, forex. So I think that what we need to do, and these are things that, I mean, uh, can be produced locally. The consumables are things that can be produced locally. We should go in for equipment that allows consumables that can be bought in the open market. But if you go in for this same kind of clothes, even if they give you 200 machines for free, because the consumables are priced in a way, indirectly even, to be able to recoup the cost of that machine, you end up with this kind of situation. That is why others are able to charge lower rate, and Kualibu cannot, because they are able to buy their consumables in the in the in the in the open market. So we should encourage government to support pharmaceutical local pharmaceutical companies to produce these consumables. That's one of the, our best bets. Aside that, let us also be mindful. Most hospitals around the world, especially just like universities, they have endowment funds where they set it so properly that private individuals are willing and ready to put their money in. Today, the minister's statement said that there's a particular company that supports about one million every uh, quarter to support the dialysis center. Sometimes the challenge that a lot of the private sector have in donating money is that they don't know how these monies are run. So if you set up a very proper, well-structured endowment fund in these facilities, people will donate, and you can use that to also support uh, this kind of uh, what we call treatment. Lastly, in my view, Look, we must look at the, the law in the Health Insurance Health Insurance Authority Act allows us to pay premium in cascading. That's different premium for different services. So I can, now that even you are working, you are healthy, you can choose to be paying a certain premium. That will allow you, may God forbid, and may God even perish the thought. So you have any of this kidney problem or any other thing, you will be covered. So when you structure it that way, you take some segment of the uh, society mm. of the, the, the financial challenges, then you limit the number, then you'll be able to deal with it. But if you lump everyone, what it be, means that if you're not careful, to get your time, even when you have money, you'll not be able to have sales the service. And that's what we should be mindful of. Because remember, the WHO, have empirical research work that has been done to show since we introduced health insurance in our country, the cost of medicine has gone higher than the sub-region. Simply because if the health insurance authority want to uh, price paracetamol, and they say, because we want to do it for the next two years, currently it is five cities, so let's price it at seven cities so that in the next two years, we are not going to review the prices. Immediately, almost everybody in the market they jump to seven cities. Instead of leaving it at five cities, they will just jump into seven cities. That is why you do. If you joke, if they bring it in Parliament, we hurriedly say give Kualibu, uh, say maybe eight hundred to charge. Mm. Then Convanoti will change its price to eight hundred. Uh, Brekum will change its. The private facilities who are charging currently between five hundred to say eight hundred will move it to thousand five hundred. Then before you realize, it is beginning. You are now beginning to price it 
outside the range of much larger group because currently maybe some people are able to do the private because they can go where it is 500 where maybe it's 800 if you do this and you joke and that of Kalebu and Convanoji, the government facilities go so high to say 800,000 you are going to push the private sector to go to 2,000 and, and, and above. Uh, on the and then that will mean that all those other people who could originally afford to go and do that of the private sector one person, they will not have to now come back to the government side. On, and on you the, compound the problem. On, on the contract, did you get assurance that you get to see it? Did the minister say well, we are insisting. And I can assure you, well, I, 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 even though I'm no longer in the leadership, but I want to believe that those of us in the minority uh, caucus we insist that let's see the, the contract before we even talk about the review of, 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 of the fees and charges. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Muntaka Mubarak. Thank you very much, Kwame Sapansiru, uh, for that. Uh, this is the space we're watching pretty closely. Uh, that's it for Top Story. News Night starts in a minute.